820. Yeah. That's the danger of recording on Tuesday. Jeff's work late day. Mm. Once again, I'm the only asshole with a real job. I traveled for work to a danger zone. What? Did you take a highway? Did you take a did you take a highway? <laughs> no. Damn. No. That's say, only the Navy. Chrissy actually has to go to work these days, right? I mean, I go to work in my living in yeah. the, yeah. the only jerk off right going here. to work. We Chris work a lot. Work. Oh, man. I go to work every other day. Eat it. <sighs> Welcome mm-hmm. to Everyone Racers, a show designed for the world of low-dollar racing and oddball car culture. It doesn't matter what kind of lemma champ or lucky track dog league you run, SCCA or NASA, we won't discriminate. As long as you drive it hard and built it yourself. Join us each week for tech discussion, tips, tricks, news and notes in the world of amateur endurance racing, and whether it's on the spot. We're hella sweet. We're lucky enough, and Chrissy gives us just a tip. We're sure you'll giggle a little and learn even less. Ever, except six pounds is the maximum you can put into that Honda. But honestly, at five pounds, you have to dance. <laughs> okay. Everyone report to the paddock as I This choke. is Chris. This is Chrissy. I'm Jeff. And I'm Mental, and we are Everyone Racers. Thanks for coming back and listening to another episode of our podcast. It's episode 153. Stand by. Deep philosophical biblical dive here. Grab Mary Magdalene. Get out and catch some fish. Also, if you're not driving a car, grab that bingo card. Was that too religious? I put that in there thinking, that's deep. It is. It's uh, it's the Greek epitology, whatever, of her name, and then also it was supposed to be either 153 fish when he was doing the the or the one variation is 153 species of fish when he was fishing. Yeah. So no. Wow. Metal is like learned. Yeah. You know, you know what? This that's is his, the philosophy that's his jam. degree. Yeah. <laughs> that's the philosophy degree coming out. Finally, we hear your. Yes, yes. I get to say something that <laughs> I recognize. Yay. Yes. Uh-huh. Ed Zachary. So, having justified my degree that came to you at taxpayers' expense, let's kick this off like we always do with what you're working on, Chris. Hey, it's been two weeks since I told you what I'm working on. So, this is exciting. Um, after uh, the, the fun with the Honda at Thompson. I thought we heard the motor because it, it got pretty hot and it didn't really want to idle when we did the parade, for example. So I said, all right, well, let's, let's see how bad it is. So did a compression test. Cylinder one, 205. That's good. <laughs> that is good. Cylinder two, 203. Ah, good also, again. Also good. Cylinder three, 198. Not bad. Very cylinder, acceptable. Cylinder, cylinder four, one ninety-seven. So, Ka-ching! less than ten psi. Yeah, we're, we're calling it across four cylinders. Sounds great to me. So, like, like us, she was just exhausted. <laughs> yeah, Tones. pretty much. It was emotionally draining for <laughs> So, I, I know we talk about the Honda all the time, but uh, why don't you refresh the memory of? Where that motor came from, what it's out of, where it is, what it is. I think most people know it's a K swap. Ah, uh, B yeah, so sixteen Y one. What? 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 <laughs> yeah, no. it's a well. Obviously, it's an eighty nine Civic Si. The motor is a K twenty four. It's from an um, which Honda puts in pretty much everything. Yeah. This a one, cord motor, basically. 
Yeah, it's Accord, CRV, various Acuras, et cetera. They keep, still use it to this day, pretty much, but they put it in everything they made. Um, Mental picked this one up for me uh, with his Volvo wagon at a junkyard in South Carolina on the way here or to Pennsylvania from when he lived in Georgia because I was looking, yeah, I was looking for one locally that was reasonably priced. You know, these things are not particularly expensive, but you know, what's limits? We're gonna find the best one we can, lower, lowest mileage with the best price. Anyway, this one in South Carolina was like an eighty-five thousand mile motor, and it was, you know, it was very, it was pretty cheap for what it was. So, um, so proof you can do a K swap for under yeah. five hundred ish dollars. Yeah, the, mo- the motors yeah. are not expensive. It's all it's, the other stuff that adds but up. But there's no hot anyway. build. You, you didn't. The motors completely bring stock. anything. Totally, yeah. Put no, in new it, bearings. Now yeah. I put a new timing chain and tensioner on it for maintenance because I didn't know what they were. And I put a baffle on the oil pan that I made out of sheet metal and door hinges. Um, and I shaped using Play-Doh. So that's and you, you that was it, awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame we weren't recording because you had the video of that because you were still in the garage, one of our recordings. Uh, when you did that, you were showing how you you put Play-Doh in there and you were mashing it. That's a, I remember that. Yeah, it if worked. we still have that video, we could post it up. I don't think we were even recording video. I think that was... Uh, I think we just stuck it on a cell phone. I don't remember which one of us did it even. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, if one of us sees it, why not? Uh, anyway, so yeah, the motor's completely bone-ass stock out of the junkyard. So... Um, also did an oil analysis, sent it over to Blackstone just to see, is, did we hurt it much? And I did do it at the end of last year too. And the numbers were basically exactly the same. So everything is perfectly fine. And that Rotella is doing you can, yeah, just chase, that, you can just chase it away temporarily. You can anger him, her. <laughs> yeah. Godzilla's yeah. a female, right? That, that was, that's part and of Matthew, Canada. In the Matthew Broderick one, she, she laid eggs. Technically she was asexual, but yeah. Reptiles do that weird thing. You know, you saw Jurassic Park. Who knows? I understand. Anyway, um, gender's a concept anyway. Concept it is. Anyway, so. Godzilla prefers pronoun, pronoun they. Um, so, Godzilla anyway. prefers the pronoun me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Honda's, the motor's fine. It's great. So, um, I also, uh, you know, we did it, we gave it a once over, everything was fine, put the passenger seat in, took the Godzilla head off. Chrissy was helping me with all this stuff. Um, also swapped the right rear caliper because, you know, the car pulls to the right when you brake hard. And I noticed in watching some of the video from out of other people's cars that the right rear wheel locked up a few times. So I'm without mm-hmm. thinking yep. that caliper was sticky. So I replaced that caliper. And now I'm struggling trying to get a good pedal after I've tried gravity bleeding, I've tried pressure bleeding, I've tried two-person bleeding, still don't have a good pedal. So now I'm just letting it sit in the garage and think about it for a while, let the air kind of move keep around. walking around it and be like, <laughs> yeah. fix, stop it. It's thinking about stop it. Stop it. Now, is that the- It worked with the engine, just, you know, just, just letting it work things out on its own. What Was it mm-hmm. the left caliper that we were dragging when we were trying to push the Citroën? It was both. Did you change both or you only changed? No, I only changed the right because that's the way it was pulling. And that was the one that. No, no. I mean, from, from when we were pushing the Citroen. No, I I just changed the right one. That's it. Only right now before the race, all I had done was free them up. The right one was stuck on worse and all the videos are showing the right, right rear wheels, the one locking up. So I'm saying, well, that makes sense. If it's pulling right, the right rear is locking up would cause it to pull right. Who knows? Let's try it. Yeah, I get it. So it makes sense. So now I, I got to get good pedal out of it. I'm still trying to do that without 
burning through sixty dollars worth of Motul. It's so it's so unfortunate too because you go around um, when the engine's not on, and then when you turn the engine on, you're like, okay, we think the pedal's good, and then you turn the engine on, and it just goes right yeah. to the floor. You get the vacuum <laughs> boost, and it goes right down. Oh. Anyway, um, so working on that and uh, trying to heal my shredded feet because Chrissy and I did a long hike. Chrissy can tell you a little bit about. Um, and selling Honda parts to Bill. He took a tr- pickup truckload of Honda parts this morning, which is great. Helps him. Uh, helps I'm me. sorry. Back a little bit of background knowledge. That Bill had Bill from, from Garage Heroes. Uh, they're building a Honda with a D series engine, like we ran for many years. And I have a 10 plus year collection of Honda D series parts, including several engines, ported cylinder heads that I did myself. You name it, I got it. So Bill has a at the advanced express train to all the spares you need land. So there he is. Or, or honestly to, to, to class B win. Cause I've true. Yeah. I've won class B in a single stick, you know, 1.6 liter Honda. And then you guys all won. Yep. Yeah. And they just work. If as long as you don't try to shove 10 pounds of turbo boost down. Their <laughs> yeah. yeah. They work great. Port the oil pump, put some ARP head studs on it. Don't rev it beyond 68 and you don't have any problems so done. Important, anyway important step though keep the timing cover on yeah totally <laughs> those rocks <laughs> actually that's that's for you yeah, the twin cam you take the 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 timing cover off for the twin cam even then leave the lower cover on <laughs> anyway um jeff what are you working on uh, so it was the wife's birthday this week, and it is the last week of her freedom because she began teaching again on Monday. So uh, on Saturday, we did the birthday thing. We made the big giant pot of lobster and shrimp, and they're all kinds of goodies. Uh, and uh, the best part was is that I, I, I made the mixture a little too spicy, so I get all the leftovers. Cha-ching. Um, Damn. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean Oops. to do that. Yeah. My, my son bit in the corn. He's like, this corn is hot. And I said, well, let it cool off. He's like, no, not that kind of hot. <laughs> oh, well. They all dad, ate fine. Dad, the, oh, dad, well. the door's electrocuting me. Put on a glove. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Harm the F up is yeah, what yeah, Jeff yeah. says. Well, uh, uh, yeah. So for, for the birthday, <laughs> I... I also did more work on the flooring project. So I've, I'm now officially out of floorboards and we need to move furniture before I can continue on. So that's always a fun thing. Um, and I have a story about Lowe's, Lowe's Home Improvement. Uh, working with Chris and Chrissy, I, I, I found a lovely product. We already mentioned it, the California bamboo, Cali bamboo. Um, so I ordered a bunch of stairnos and tea, fit, tea molding and a whole bunch of other stuff, like directly from Cali Bamboo through the Lowe's website in the beginning of July. Mm. It just showed up this weekend. Did, is that on Wish that you ordered it? Exactly. I think so. <laughs> uh, Did they have to co-cut the trees down? They had well, to I, go, like, I, dig them up out of the ground. I kept then, calling like, and saying, away. like... Where's my special order? And they were like, oh, that's a special order. COVID, everything's slow. I'm like, it's coming from California. Cali is in their name, California. Uh, so it showed up uh, this weekend, and I got all excited because I really wanted to get on to the next part. And uh, the tea molding wasn't there. 
the stair nose, one part of the stair nose was correct, and the other part was the wrong color. Oh, no! Mm. So we went to Lowe's and we watched a guy without a mask nearly get into a fist fight with a customer service rep. Uh, I believe he was trying to return nice. a toilet. Was it I, used? <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's, that's even more reason. To it fight. took him like an hour to find my stuff and then none of them knew how to return it. So then it took me an hour on, it took Jen an hour on line with Lowe's waiting to talk to someone in probably california right next to where they make this stuff and you know. did she have to get all north jersey on them no 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 they were very nice uh okay. it was it was the fools at the store who didn't know what they were doing so the, it's people on the... where you're looking at the guy that almost gets into a fight with the customer service rep and you're like man that guy's a jerk and then you start talking to the customer service rep oh no, yeah. now I get it yeah, yeah that's it. Now they, they were really rattled by this guy so we kind of like <laughs> kind of just took our stuff and went back to the house so I, uh, I could have told you this. I have had much experience. Remember when I was traveling the world pre-COVID weird? Yes. Uh, and I was, uh, I've had more stories about my experiences with Lowe's because I started going to Lowe's. Uh, For like we, toolboxes and to Yes. Well, yes. Because my, really because my boss liked craftsmen. So we started with that. Uh, I now no longer like their products. But anyway, uh, I spent more hours in a Lowe's and more experience with them and know exactly the, the kind of people that you're dealing with. I could tell you where the good ones in the country are and where the bad ones are in the country. Don't yeah. go Newcastle, Delaware. Don't go there. <laughs> Brownsburg, no Indiana, not so bad. Uh, no, but the people that work there are terrible. So um, I'm very sorry you had those experiences. I concur. Yeah. It rained all day Sunday. So I stayed in the house and I watched racing lots of racing including the indy 500 which ended in a terrible way uh we watched like nascar then we watched the indy 500 then we put on some more nascar and my wife was like oh finally the phillies are on i get to watch baseball she watched an inning and a half of baseball and went wait a minute let's go watch more racing and we watched dtm for an hour so like what a <laughs> Yeah. I, I wouldn't even turn on DTM. Like, that's just, you know, it's not in my wheel. I mean, I, hey, sure, road sun- racing, I'll watch anything. But Sunday morning, Formula One's on. There yeah. Sorry, it's yeah. the best. Yeah. D- DTM is fun, though, because those guys are insane. That's I, like- I, I just can't watch enough to, like, pay attention to who's running. And- oh, it what doesn't is- matter because they're all that? within an inch of each other, and they will mash anyone to get out of their way. Uh, I'll ask Chris to do the pronunciation of what DTM stands for. Deutsche Touring Geschäft and something like that. It's, it's Audis and Mercedes. Yeah, and it's, it's German it touring cars. German right, rights touring and cars. lefts or is it road courses in Audis and yeah. M3s and okay. highly modified. Like they go over bumps and the whole car just twists because nothing on it moves and they will plow into each other at 180 without blinking, pit each other. It, okay. It's competitive. Cool. And it's yep. not familiar. Racing, so it's yeah. not like, it's not, you know, yeah. hours and hours and hours. You get like not 20 involved. minutes. Smash up. Let's go. Yeah. That's it. That's what all I was doing. Chrissy, I really want to hear more about the hiking. So I, I... Okay. Uh, so I'll tell you about hiking. So I don't even remember what I did last week because I think it was, well, uh, the working background. Working and getting ready for hiking. Working and getting ready. And I had a lot of work to do. I, I do a lot of work um, because I'm working for two people, but also knowing that we had a couple of days off always kind of stresses me out. So uh, we were working and then we were trying 
to, so I don't remember if we told the story of why we were going. So basically long, uh, backstory a couple weeks ago, uh, about two weeks ago now, I was supposed to go to New Hampshire to be deposed for work. So I was, uh, going there and, uh, and then for, fortunately we settled out of, um, out of court. So I didn't have to go, which is great because I don't like to do things like that. It is not fun. Uh, lawyers are asses usually, and uh, they try to mess you up and make you feel bad about yourself. So uh, that's you know, like the general statement. About it. Um, anyway, it's so really, it's mostly true. I've been around. <laughs> I know. And I've done this and I've done it before. So we said, okay, well, we're going to New Hampshire. Chris is like, well, maybe I'll come with you. And I was like, okay, well, it's a little far from the Cape and it's a little, um, you know, out of the way. What are we going to do when we get there? So Chris starts looking and all of anything in New Hampshire is basically closed. If you want to stand next to somebody somewhere, you know, all the huts and yeah. all of the other places. Anything in the- indoor is closed. Right. You know? <laughs> right. So then I say, well, and he says, well, you can't, we can't go to all these huts and, and places that have bunk beds. And I said, let's just go camp. He was like, Really? So we're like, all right, let's go. So we decide to, um, this was before I found out that we had settled, but we said, well, we'll go up for the first part of the week, do the deposition, he'll work from the hotel, and then we'll head on hiking. Uh, very fortunately, my we settled, I didn't have to go to work, so we just left on Wednesday night and uh, headed up to New Hampshire. So um, that's the backstory. The, we went to New Hampshire. Chris made a wonderful uh, route, really well thought through. Um, we started with our first day, it was going to be the hardest day. It, and it proved to be Good so. Move. Um, yes. So we're fresh. Um, we had a lot of gear. We had to go out and get some more gear because Chris's boots were falling apart. We had only had one bag. We needed two and make sure that we have all of the rest of the supplies for camping now because we've done a bunch of day hikes, but not any actual camping. So we camped at races and stuff, but yeah, not. I mean, we have some camping gear. We've got a tent, but we didn't, uh, I could not find my mess kit for anything. So we had to, you know, buy a new pot and, uh, we found out late that we couldn't use our fire stove. So because it had actual, um, like their wood fire, cause you can't have wood fires. Uh, no surprise, especially since, uh, they don't want your, we don't want to burn down New Hampshire, like California's burning. So we had to buy a new stove for stuff like that. So we had kind of scramble at the end. Um, and the packing was a lot and we basically made sure that we only packed if you're carrying it all you don't want to bring anything extra because you're carrying it so we made sure that we had enough clothes and all that good stuff so anyway uh wednesday we stayed at a hotel close to where we were going to launch thursday we got on the road early and uh, got on the path early we did 10 miles first day most of that was uphill because we started at what, 1500 feet, feet. 1300 yeah. feet. And we went to about 47, 45. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I didn't know yeah. New Hampshire was that tall. Oh, hell yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, some parts of it there's, is anyway. There's 42 mountains over 4,000 feet in the white mountains and a couple over 5,000. We got to one of those and yep. Mount Washington is over six. Yeah. So we had to get all the way up. And then the rest of the couple of days were, uh, the next day was across a lot of ridge walking. Uh, and then we had to get down obviously. So that was uh, most of our days. We, um, had good weather, didn't really have any rain. We had the one night we had rain as we were coming into camp, but that was okay. Uh, plenty of complaints on, uh, blisters on feet and our packs were really heavy. So mine was about with about 35, 40 pounds and his was about 45 to 50. So, uh, so it's a lot. Um, to be going up 10, 10 miles uphill. Uh, a lot of, uh, give me one second. So a lot of them were like the biggest Stairmaster you've ever gone on. Like your leg, you, you had to bring your leg like next to your head to get up on top of it. 
So right, like uneven uh, too. <laughs> yes. Right. And uh, sometimes wet. And yes. And so a lot of it was, uh, and then there was of course the, the, um, uncomfortable thoughts of like, if one of us kind of like roll over turns an ankle, blows out a knee, you know, we're, we're screwed. Doctor said we're, you gonna die. We're really far away from a lot of things. Uh, very fortunately, our, our biggest things are shredded feet, uh, which Chris can tell the story if you'd like to tell why your feet are shredded. Um, yeah, and then I, no one needs to know. I had a, all right. So we had some. We have plenty of blisters, is what had happened. Uh, but other than yep. that, all safe and and well. So um, yeah. So day one was all the way up. Day two was ridge walking and a little bit down. Uh, oh, actually, and the down we had we did one one mile point nine, and we went from. 4,900 feet to 37, 37 in 0.9. Whoa, that's a, that's a, that's a down. It was straight down. And of course, quad killer. Oh, it was lots of squats, right? Uh, Lunges and squats. That's all we did. Carrying a child. Yeah. (laughs) So we kept saying, you know, I had a five-year-old and he had an eight-year-old. That's the the joke that we were saying that that, that's what we were carrying because that's what it felt like. And, uh, and we just pitied the people that were going up it. Because, uh, and then we, we met a guy at one of our camps and he did read the map wrong, went up and then what came back down because he thought it was a different mountain. And then he had to go back up it to go on the, the ridge, on oh, the yeah. ridges. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he was kind of lamenting cause he was, thought it was one of those, like, let's go do a summit. It's not hard. It's only 0.9. Let's just go to the top, you know, go yeah. up and, and come back down. No, which we did. We did that a couple of times. Not a big deal. So, uh, that was the trip. You, youthful Jeff would have told you you're packing too heavy, but I won't. That's, I won't judge. We were, no, that was the question a, I was going to ask because the Boy Scouts have a ratio of how much of your body weight your pack should weigh. Well, this is we just don't have super lightweight yeah, backpacking you know, gear. Yeah, like yeah. our tent is too big and too heavy. It weighs seven mm-hmm. pounds all done. So like it's great for most of what we need it for. But the once or twice a year we're going to do this. I'm not going to go buy a $400 flyweight. No, same, same thing with bags and everything else. If you don't have, right. yeah. like it's just well, not we worth have it. One, one day bag. That's really nice. But Chris, instead of paying $300, we bought a $75 Amazon bag because that seemed like fine. <laughs> like the specs were okay. Like it, and the reviews and it were was okay. really it good. It was okay. It was okay. Except it, it squeaked. Enough. Constantly. right behind my head the whole time and we did you know we did a hundred thousand steps in three days yeah more than actually 20, yeah, 26 26 miles total yeah well your first day was forty three thousand steps in your fitbit most that's of those true so a hundred thousand basically uh-huh. yes uh-huh. <laughs> this is what happened so uh my backpacking no. partner of my youth uh a my trail name was uh mr blister <laughs> um, because I have really narrow feet and in my youth I could not afford like custom molded hiking shoes so I always got blisters but he would always yell at me because he I was a thumper I would hang stuff off my backpack and it would go thump, 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 oh no thump all day and he'd be like no. oh, you cut that in your bag I'm gonna kill you <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened we did that yes oh uh, but uh, that's what yeah I can call it now I'm looking at Mr. Blister that's basically what Chris is. Well, he had new shoes. You nope. gotta cut the guy a break. Uh, no, nope, it wasn't. Shoes. The biggest problem is I loosened them up the last day because it was an it was an easy trail. I didn't need the ankle support because they were cutting off circulation in one of my feet. Uh, so I was losing feeling my fourth toe. So yeah, I that's said, I'll a loosen them up. I was loosening them up, 
and because I loosened him up, my foot moved too much in that eight mile hike. All over the place. Blisters in places that you shouldn't anyway, get blisters. Exactly. This, what is, this is not. This everyone is not hikers. everyone blisters. This is this is a racing show. Anyway, that's Let's where we were going. last week. We had a great time. Uh, happy to be home. Happy. Yes. Really appreciate running water. Using more than two squares of toilet paper. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just this is all ice. Ice, yeah. ice right? Yeah. No, yeah. this is Poop, not having pooping, to pooping without digging. Yeah, yeah. Now we can uh, don't have to pump the water out pump of our the, water. out oh, of yeah. the spring and put it in yeah. a bottle. Yeah, no, it's all good. Eating out of a fun. pot. We really did too. have a good time. Yeah, yeah. We did. I was jealous. We'll go again. I'm jealous. Mental, what do you what are you up to? So greetings from I want to say sunny Florida, but it, it's it's not it's rainy. We yeah. It's it's overcast. It finally stopped raining. It's been raining since I got here. It was raining before I got here. Um, I might have the Rona. I, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll we'll find out. But uh, I Schrodinger's did- virus. You may have it. You might not. You don't I, know. I yeah. I am absolutely convinced that I scared off the dual hurricanes. Uh, you know, they were both supposed to hit same day, Gulf Coast, and now they've moved over to Texas. Is probably one of those things. Like, oh, if we mess up his hair, he'll never shut up about it. We just let's just go to Texas. Most of those people don't have hair. Uh, last and last week when Chris and Chrissy weren't here, I was lamenting my bicycle woes and my boss took pity on me after I did successfully ride my craptacular hunk to work. So I actually got it all aired up. The tube blew as I was walking back in the house to get my gear. So I swapped out the tube again, made it successfully to work. And my boss took one look at the bike and said, Oh my God, you know, my custom one comes in tomorrow. I'll just loan you my old one. So I, I took that one for a Did ride. Did you get a Huffy from Walmart? Like what the hell? Is <laughs> I, I, so there, when you start a new hobby, you don't want to throw a bunch of money at it because you, you, like, you don't have lightweight hiking gear because you, how often you guys go hiking and that's a substantial investment. And I knew I wanted to try bicycling and I've this tried it. road biking, not like yes. mountain biking. Go ahead, go ahead. Right. But I wasn't going to invest a ton of money in it because what if this just sucks? And so I bought some used piece of crap off of Facebook and it was about as good as you expect a used piece of crap off Facebook to go. And I, you know, I talked about having to rebuild the gears and everything. So he actually had a, a specialty lightweight aluminum narrow tube Trek that he has been riding for seven, seven years. I mean, this is a substantial bike, but it's, it's got some miles on it now. And he bought another tailor-made bicycle to it. And I got on the bike and even as old as it is, within the first mile, I'm like, this is why I drive a Mercedes. Just, you know, this is, it was the difference between driving the Volvo and the CL. Yeah. And I, yeah. And so I, I did, I did 10 miles just to get used to the bike. And I looked at my, uh, my, my run keeper, which also does bicycling. And it came up and said, this is your fastest bicycle ride ever. Yeah. So totally. there's just, there the is, thing. Makes a difference. Uh-huh. Yeah. Have the right equipment. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. and, and I'm, I don't regret dipping a toe in the water financially before I committed to it. But yeah, after riding that bicycle. And so I texted him immediately and said, all right, how much you want for it? I want for this. Yeah. Sell it to me. I did this once. I did a metric century uh, in, in the hills of Maryland, uh, which do have some hills. And uh, so that's, I think it was 26 miles. Um, and uh, in a uh, trek, uh, what do you call it? not bike uh, hybrid. hybrid and like, people were like, like beach cruiser <laughs> what are you, what are you doing mm-hmm. and i was like 
I don't know. It's a bike. Yeah, I, I'm okay. <laughs> like I, you were 22. Was, you didn't know any better. No, but people were like, "This is crazy" because people yeah. doing this ride were much. Yes. So. Well, I, you're, I, you're 22 I, and you're probably hung over like the rest of us. We were 22. I mean, yeah, no problem. I got sure. This. Uh, also, but that many miles over hills is a lot. So I completely understand. You just you level up and you're just like, oh, this is like, also like our racing suits. Are yes. right. We all started out in comforters, <laughs> and then yeah, all of a sudden yeah, exactly. we got we, saw, we well, got to learn that the gear is really <laughs> important. Each one of us got a better suit, and we're just like, oh my, uh, yep. you lift what? That is, what is that, yep. you lift it. You're like, where is it? Where did this come helmets. from? Helmets. Same thing with helmets. Oh, yep. clothes out. No, no, no. I want the best one that fits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chrissy, and a metric century is sixty-two miles, not twenty-six. That's Even better worse. than a half half metric. Oh, okay. No, no, that's <laughs> metric century is only, a biking. Thing. It was more than five miles on a. Oh, it was a lot. <laughs> yes, it was a lot. In actual news that our listeners will care about. Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, this truck news. Uh, Ram fifteen hundred TRX twenty twenty one twenty two. I don't know what it is. You know, I figured this mental should have read this one. This is this is a big ass V eight. Do you want to read this truck? One? Go ahead. You can sure. read it if you want to. And, yes. I, and I have been keeping up on this one. So uh, Dodge has introduced, after many years of ballyhooing about it, they have finally introduced their Raptor fighter. So the Ram 1500 TRX, 6.2 liter supercharged Timmy. They say to call it the T-Rex. T-Rex. Yes, the yeah. T-Rex. Mm-hmm. The uh, T-Rex, 6.2 liter supercharged Timmy, 702 horsepower. They have 702 launch additions that are going to be available with a numbered console plaque along with upgraded wheels and tires, high-end audio system, dual panoramic, blah, 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 blah. Price, $93,000. And I guarantee you. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guarantee you not a one of them will sell for sticker. They will nah. all have that, you know, dealer markup nonsense on them. Yeah. And so in three hours, they sold all of them. $65 million in sales in three hours. I, I'm actually looking forward to seeing this yeah. in the next couple of years because Ford has doubled down on the EcoBoost for the Raptor. So they all of the new, the 2020 Raptors are the turbocharged sixes and Dodge is going, eh, no replacement for displacement. Well, and, 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 supercharger. and, this, and boost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and this is the question because Metal said they're not going to sell for sticker. Well, they did sell for sticker because they're selling them directly from Dodge oh, and then they're turning them around and selling them for much more. I'll say you will see so, stories of dealers oh, trying to try totally. to scream. And the thing is, it'll be some, you know, local city dealer that does a whole lot of $99 down, $99 a month. And they're going to try and sell that truck. Well, we, we had to add some fees on there, not understanding that anyone who pays $93,000 for a pickup truck has a lawyer on speed dial. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, and, and this has been done for other launch editions. The launch edition Wrangler uh, was done and a couple others. The uh, Supra, the first, yeah. Corvette, the first Corvette, they all it, went to charities and stuff. Is this the way to get around the dealer markup? You know, the, the Copo Camaros, which was the special drag edition a couple of years ago, you know, they had a hundred of them and everybody had to like get in the, the lottery. And if you won the lottery, you got the rights to buy it from sticker directly from Chevy. And I, I think there are a lot of dealership organizations out there that are actually larger financially 
then the big three automa- auto actually then the automobile manufacturers auto nation they hold more yeah they hold more power then and, and, and i'm not i'm not dogging on auto nation because they actually have a really strong customer service representative but like some of these dealer groups out there and they tell you know the oems that uh, and they've they've structured the laws and that's why tesla can't sell it yeah oh it can't have a dealership in, in texas right exactly and i think they're 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 just going to be completely undermined because now people are completely comfortable dropping that kind of money online especially yeah. if you're dealing with a reputable company and all the startup electric car manufacturing companies are following the tesla model so like absolutely like yeah. lordstown um What's the other one with the truck? Like a Revivin. Revin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rivian, right? Rivian, and the well, other, however you pronounce uh, it. Uh, yeah. And Nikola, mm-hmm. and you know all those are. Nikola uh, is an electric car company. Yeah. Fisker too. Fisker, like, yeah, they, I know. They Fisker. got the ocean, right? So they're all. None of them are playing with the dealer game. They're like, no, no we're gonna. Do this and I, 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 for one, will not miss the traditional dealership. It, it takes Absolutely. back to a, to a just a rather than sell you a car, a, a demonstration area or a repair shop. And just, it's, it's ridiculous that that business model still exists. I don't negotiate for a hamburger at McDonald's. Well, it's, it's because you pay the money, you get the burger, you know? Because enough people made enough money doing it in an old system that they've yeah. been fighting to keep it because they make plenty of money doing it. And I don't want to change. Just give me more money. Let's make laws so I, I can keep making money the way I want. Yeah. Yeah. And who's going to sponsor the Little League team if you get rid of the dealership? Dealership. They still got to bring the, that the car there. The printing machine? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the printing company? Like, that's stupid. Uh, anyway. Uh, right, so enough of that. Let's, uh, let's go on to other stuff that'll make I'm, people I'm mad. so tired of this. This is not a repeat. Then why are we even reporting it? Yeah, I was again. I, I I, I, I'm going to do two there. sentences because two things are important. Uh, <laughs> another cannonball record is the overall cannonball record has been broken again because it's important because Arnie Tommen and Dave Tabbitt were the guys who said it at the beginning of the Rona. They got mad that a bunch of other people reset it. They're, uh, I, I believe it's Doug Tabbitt's AMG 63 was actually smashed in a car accident. He was running a blocker for some other runners, some other cannonball runners, and a sleepy truck driver uh, slammed into the back of his AMG 63 so they did it. They, he decided they had to reset, but they didn't have a car. So they got a brand new S8, uh, altered S6. the grill and a few other things. It was an S6? S6, sorry, S6, uh, to make it look like a Ford Taurus. And it's white. So it kind of camouflaged as a cup car. And they have now reset it. I'm not even going to say the numbers. Let's just keep going. Yep. In good news. Alfa Romeo is celebrating their 110th birthday. The automaker was founded in 1910 in Milano. The name Alfa, with an F, not a PH, you Philistines, started out <laughs> as an acronym for Anonimia Lombarda Fabrica Automobili, or Lombardi Automobile Factory. The firm's badge combines the emblem of the city of Milan with the coat of arms of the Visconti family, which ruled the city in medieval times. I like the one. It's the snake swallowing the guy. Yeah, the snake. The yeah. guy. Yep. Exactly. The Romeo in the name comes from Nicola Romeo, the person who bought a controlling stake in the company in 1915 and eventually took over completely. So 110 years of making terrible cars that sound good and look good and have 
have the passion and the soul to put a quarter in the box. Let's not forget that they are, that the history of that company is intricately intertwined with the history of Ferrari. Sure. So you can't be a Ferrari fan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, Enzo raced for Alpha before he created his own company. Alpha saved. So did the, yeah, the greatest racing driver ever. Juan Juan Fangio. Yeah, Fangio. Absolutely. I was going to say Dale just to piss you off, but shout out. Yeah, he's he's from Georgia. He ain't gonna get pissed. <laughs> off that. Meanwhile, Donnie's in his Donnie's in his uh, Toyota, going damn right, damn right. <laughs> upcoming races. Who's got any kind of upcoming races? So the Champ Car is headed deep into Steph Schrader territory. They're going to be running at Harris Hill with an eight plus seven Enduro. They've got forty five cars. Nine of them are BMWs. Boring. Boring. <laughs> It's not so bad. That's a small enough number. No, the ratio is not as bad as it could yeah, be. But... No. 19 Miatas. That's, that's good. I like that. Yeah. That's like one half h- the field. <laughs> <laughs> one Honda and one Porsche. Yeah, that they could be more of that. And nothing else interesting. I usually usually stick no, something on the end I of looked here. and there really wasn't like I was looking for like the gremlin or something. Nope. Like a firebird, you know? <laughs> that's this is that's, Texas. That's, Aren't there like Camaros? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the interesting, like not as many as you think. There's, there's, there's some Mustang and stuff, but it was a pretty boring field. Darn. I know. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, Jeff- recent race result. There's none. Just keep going. No. <laughs> Nothing yeah. ran last weekend. All right. Soon. Soon. Yes. Listener feedback. We do have some. Uh, Chris G texted me. This is an old school Honda friend of mine. He said, I'm three quarters of the way through the Thompson episode and I want to strangle the 350 Z team <laughs> that, can't, that can't go unpunished by the organizers. It's so dirty. I uh, said, the recap of the refueling drama was so good. Uh, great storytelling on everyone's part, though. I was enthralled. Very good episode. If he's Thanks, only Chris. three quarters through it, boy, it well, gets better. Yeah, no, he, he later, he later, you know, he finished it off, but he was, that was what he said to me earlier <laughs> on. That, that was good. So, uh, and then uh, Chrissy and I listened to last week's episode in the car here come, here on the way the judgment. Down. <laughs> oh yeah. I, did you, did I you not hear coming. it in the text when, when, when they texted us and said, we have notes. Yeah. You knew it's coming. Yeah. It's like, it's oh, like, I knew uh, it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like Jeff, you have listeners feedback for us when you absolutely. Listen. So there you go. I'm ready for my um, feedback. I'm ready for my performance review. <laughs> I already had one this year. Exactly. Chris, Chris sent me an inappropriate text. Was it his I dog? Yeah. No, no, no dick pic. <laughs> that's, that's inappropriate. No one wants a dick pic. Anyway, um, I think it's, I'm glad we're here. I'll put it that way. <laughs> it was really long. It was yeah, it really was. long. It was really this long. Is part of our feedback. Uh, like, yeah. It, it helps. It's, you know, when you're in a, a relationship of any kind with someone who you you value their opinion and you know they care about you, they're the ones who can check you. And that's a nice thing to have. Like, I appreciate that Chrissy checks me sometimes, right? And vice versa. And then you don't you listen, to, but it's cool. But, you know, but at least that I can make the choice to ignore it versus not knowing. And, you know, sometimes you just need somebody to go, all right, move on. Next segment. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Wrap this up. Uh, you, you, you let the talkers on. You didn't have, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Un, and you guys, un, unrestrained. And no poor, one... poor Dave and Aaron and Jim, none of them 
are going to can't get a word to yeah, naturalize no. with YouTube. They're, they're unprepared to cut us off. And you didn't give them any talking points in the first whole half of the show. It's just Jeff, mental, Jeff, mental, we, Jeff, mental. Then occasionally we, we tried. We actually, we actually did try. Hey, you guys want some of this? Nah. All right. <laughs> or you could have just said, here, I this think is your we section. Made, I, did, I think we made Uncle Dave read one of the news. Not made, but we got Uncle Dave to read one of the news and notes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, no, I that's had, all I had. I have one. Oh God! All right. two, um, two and a half hours in the car, and we were only mildly bored because it was too long. Yeah. <laughs> at, at some point, seven-hour ride. At some point, <laughs> Metal's like, "Okay," and that was Saturday, and I was like, "Holy shit! That was only Saturday." I know. I know. <laughs> and I was and there. I was, we were there. Yeah. Uh, my one last comment was that I know Jeff was frazzled because he forgot that it was podcast night. Um, yes. It really helps when you read the copy first read it ahead of time this has been my advice since show one yeah. i know yet. it was evident oh, on last week's was. show um on that on an unrelated note if you guys are uh stuck in a car and you want to listen to a podcast the uh, apex adjacent had an episode with florida man donnie where he presents a powerpoint of how him and birdman have owned similar, if not the same cars, and it numbers into the double digits. And it's a very Donnie presentation, if you will. It's it's worth a listen. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Um, yes. So as the resident listener who actually reviews all of the podcasts, I know everything I do wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you surprised me with nothing. Yeah. Uh. Uh, well. Other listener feedback. Yep. Uh, is this me on the YouTube? I can't tell if that's green or not. On it the is. YouTube, uh, James Mulhern mentioned another great uh, car that is low horsepower that has done really well. And we know these guys, the Swedish Mafia racing team. Uh, they have consistently been in the top 10. They've done 11th overall, uh, but they've won. Did they ever win the race? The Swedish no. Mafia? No, nope. they have not. Um, in a 110-horsepower Volvo wagon. So, yeah. And uh, he also suggests that the smaller cooler is the way to go in the Cressida and suggests frozen milk jugs instead of ice, which we've done. We've done frozen two liters, right? Mm-hmm. I don't yep. think we put them in. Do we put them in the cooler? We tried, but the problem is once they get a little bit melty, then there's so much insulation that it doesn't actually like it doesn't really work very cool well. as much. Yeah, and we have yeah. the problem with the bilge pump, so you have to be careful yeah. whatever we put in there. Hmm. We got a good anyway. solution. Our, our our upcoming solution is going to work. We'll do a show on that one. I agree. Okay, racer rotor reaction. Sunday was the figure eight racing in Irwindale. Chris Chrissy and I joined the commentary. Um, the winners. No, there were no winners in a figure eight race. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, we randomly picked number six to be the winner, and then we introduced uh, Tyler Stank and told him he won because he was in sixth. He was slightly confused. It uh, <laughs> was awesome. Was <laughs> he was like, like well, what, what do you want? mean I won? What do you want from me? Well, you're six. <laughs> you won. <laughs> No, no, I was sixth. Yeah, you won. We picked, that was just a won. number that Chris picked out. He was like, I think they should win. <laughs> yeah, we're sixth. 
Yeah. Uh, it, it was it was actually good fun. If you've never done a figure eight, if you've never seen the figure eight in iRacing, absolutely hilarious. So good. Lots of great uh, themes, great camera views. Uh, yeah, watching the open wheel formula cars on the figure eight was also hilarious because yes. they just kind of like fell apart every time they got hit. Um, yeah. And then should... they started doing the transformer thing where they would rebuild. And yeah, like, as I... they were crashed, they would rebuild and then land on their wheels and go. Yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, definitely check it out. We had a good time. We uh, laughed and yucked it up. Oh, sometimes we talked about the racing. Most of the time we didn't. Mm-hmm. Awesome. E1R race. Uh, I, I, I didn't make it, so I don't know what happened. Yeah, well, we had two races at Barber. One was normal. Who won that? I don't know. I I think you were doing there were, that one, Chris. That was I did it. I did the first one. It was a small <coughs> small but mighty crew. Thanks for everybody who turned out. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was a guy, Dave or and or Joel. There were two guys in this that we didn't know and we couldn't talk to them and they weren't on our Discord nor were they talking on the actual um on the other channel. So if you won, uh, drop us a line. Tell us who you are. We want to talk to you. Uh, Dave is a listener. Joel, I believe is a coworker of Jim's. I don't know. Either way, if, if you hear this, tell us so we can get you on the discord so we can talk to you and so we can, you know, laugh when you go by so fast. (laughs) (laughs) But we had the rest Uh, of us had a good time. Yeah. The race two was a same at Barber, but we, we, I I put the weather to full variable, which didn't seem to change anything. Um, And then we had pro twos, 87s, legends, and the Kia. uh, And it was just a huge laugh all around. If we did a standing start, that was a complete disaster, which was wonderful. (laughs) It was great. The, I think the the person who won the second race is probably Nate, who he was in the Kia. He called it the spatula because he'd come up behind all the Pro 2s and just flip them <laughs> over. So, um, no, it was it was a ton of fun. I rolled into oncoming traffic several times in the Pro 2. Kept having to get towed back. If you know how to get how to like clear penalties for towing, that'd be great. I, I, I don't think you there, can. Now I'd sit there waiting. While while I by waiting for my toe and go back out to the main screen, clear everyone else's penalties while I was sitting. There. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was it was a ton of fun. We Join us every Monday. Well, I'm sorry I didn't make it. Join us every Monday. Email us, text us, hit us up on the Instagrams or whatever to get the password because we're not opening it up to every idiot. Just every idiot who listens. So it's we're a discriminating our, group. Our kinds of idiots. Our kinds of idiots. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so there's a password. It is our favorite brake pad. You also, if you really it. like to win, you should just show up because you'll probably win. Yeah. We don't take it seriously. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a lot of laughs. And uh, sorry I couldn't make it, but I, I didn't have a television. My 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 housemates were busy watching. <laughs> Your so. housemates. My family. Your family? Yes, my yeah. family, yes. <laughs> you make them sound so, like vagrants. In, unless I wanted to take it like to the to the 17-incher that's in my bedroom, yeah. I, I didn't have a chance. Your one housemate is way behind in his rent, too. I mean, yes. he's just not tipping <laughs> in. Like 11 years or something. Right. Um, yes. So, yeah. Yeah, Fantastic. when American Ninja Warrior and the Republican Convention is on at the same time, because we had to make fun of all of the people on the Republican Convention, uh, Daddy doesn't get a TV. So, there it is. well, yeah, because there's no way they're clearing the warped wall at all. Yeah, yeah, 
that Don Jr. is not getting up the warped wall. Not, not, not at all. Never going to happen. I was like, what are you ever talking about? <laughs> I got it. I got it. You know it. who else isn't going to get up the warped wall? <laughs> oh, she <laughs> absolutely will get up the warped wall. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Chrissy's mom. Hi, mom. Hi, Carol. Yeah. Hi, Chrissy's mom and Chrissy's sister and brother-in-law and everyone else who's listening, including Hi, my Jim. brother on YouTube. <laughs> Hi, Jim. Yeah, there it is. Great. Main topic time. It has been a while because we've been doing lots of race reporting and things like that since we've had a, a topic that we had to actually go out and research. But I did some research on this one. and um, Your research is great. Really yeah. like it. So we're going to talk about burnout. And uh, I'll do the intro real quick and then not, I'll... Not, not tires. Cool not tires. Not, not, not the tire cool burnout. kind that we do every know. chance. Yeah. No, not no, not no. the gnarly kind in the Circle K parking lot. No, no. Yeah, that yeah, we yeah. wouldn't have to do any research on. That we just know. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, we uh, freedom. We're talking about when people say, oh, I'm so burnt out on that. Chrissy, Chrissy are like, oh, I'm so burnt out listening to Jeff and Mental talk on the podcast. I was getting there. Two and a half hours. It was getting there. Uh, people use the term a lot, but they don't really uh, understand what it means. Uh, burnout is a specific feeling of long term exhaustion and drained energy, uh, typically around work. Uh, but people will say it all the time. They'll say, oh, I'm so burnt out. I don't want to, you know, I'm living in stress. And, you know, there, there is a actual thing called burnout syndrome. Uh, but like depression versus feeling depressed, I, I think what we're, we're not going to talk about the clinical sense today. We're going to talk about burnout just like, I'm tired of doing this over and over again. And I, the stress and everything is totally killing me. And, and that's the kind of burnout that we're talking about, um, usually based on some sort of unmovable or unsurmountable frustration, like endurance racing and trying to win. Uh, we've talked to a bunch of people in the race world who are just saying that they're feeling burnout and their teams. We know teams that fall apart. We know people who leave. We know people who stop racing their own car because they can't get it to run anymore. I mean, Tom Lamino will say that he was completely overly frustrated with his Fox and he had to do something different. That's the kind of burnout we're talking about. Well, the new one too. I think. Yeah, absolutely. With the new one. So you can't run on empty forever. If you ignore the stressors that are sucking the passion out of your work or your hobby, uh, you're never going to recover. So yeah. Who wants to talk about burnout first? Well, we, we mentioned this, we, the episode 76, it was, we called it, you lost that love and feeling. And we had scheduled a guest who had advanced, uh, invested a substantial amount of time and money competing with AER and finally, it was just this heartbreaking post on Facebook of, I can't do this anymore. And as he posted it, I, I could relate. And we had scheduled that person to come on the show. And they had actually gotten to the point where uh, they, they had induced a headache so bad they had to go to the hospital. So they missed the recording. And, uh, you know, so we, we, uh, I've reached back out and talked to that person. Um, Jeff's research here, I'm going to go through that. There are what you'll find in... in Work-related, but also activity-related, is there's an overload burnout, and that's what most of us kind of feel when we get into the sport. And I, I would argue almost it's it's going to happen to everyone, some form at or some, at some level, in some yes. way about something, absolutely. Yes, yeah, yeah. and uh, so so the overload burnout, and that's just uh, it's you're 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 
you're working harder and you're getting less. Uh, and this is particularly bad if you initially jumped into this sport and met with some success and now it's not happening. And then there's the uh, under challenge, which is, this is boring to me. I'm not, not going to do this anymore. I, I, you know, I've, I've taken this as far as I can at this level. And, and that definitely happens to a lot of people in work. Their work <laughs> becomes mundane. They are yeah. the accountant in the room full of accountants and they sit there and they punch numbers all day. And they're just like, this is not what I signed up for. I'm stone bored at my job every day, you know, making the widgets and I'm burnt out. Yeah. Go, go on, Mental. And the final one is it's called neglect and it's a, it's, it's a helpless feeling. And uh, so 21% of the employees who fell into this category agreed with statements like when things don't work out as well as they should, I stop trying, you know, all right, can't win, not going to try. And you just, quit uh genuinely think office space you know i have an employee who's like that right now i'm just i'm just doing just enough to not get fired because i i like having a house and and i don't want to go do anything else um neglect burnout also comes in a lot of uh i I hate to bring it up but relationships and marriages oh yeah there it is you know yeah yeah um and we were talking about burnout to the point of racing and, and we've, we've got more than one, but specifically a good friend who's, who's recently expressed this type of thing where what is once bringing you joy is now bringing you misery. And you can, you can pre- you can avoid it, but if you hit it, we're going to offer some personal experiences and some experiences of some of our listeners and try and get you on the other side of it. It's going to happen to everybody at some point and we got to do something about it. So, mm-hmm. um, so here's a situation that I, that I know I've encountered and I think we all have at some point in life, but you've got one or two people doing most of the work. So it's essentially like you know, the one person builds the car and does all the fixes and does all that. And maybe does all the camping. That, and all the that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and no one else has shown up to help out. And then they, you know, you show up to the track and then sometimes those people aren't even helping out at the track. And so this is one person doing all this stuff who's probably paying more than everybody else's too to fix everything. Who's putting all the work in and all the time. And then they like, so I, I've, I've, Chrissy has seen me flip out about this. Why am I doing this? What am I doing? Why am I building two cars and spending all this time, do everything just so all these people can come drive them. Why don't I just do one and I'll drive it and I don't care about everybody. I'll get all the seat time. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So it's a problem. And I think you see that, especially when you get into teams that start with one car and then they get more cars and they get more people. And then all of a sudden, where does the buck stop? And you don't want to disappoint people like, oh, these are my friends. I want them to come drive with us. I want to do that. But at some point, I, you I can't do it. You start to feel some, uh, there's a possible obligation. So, you know, all your, you don't want you to let your friends down because you want to keep providing a great experience, which is kind of what we do and we pride ourselves on. All these people are looking for that. So it keeps pushing you harder. And then you're, you're just, yes, Chris is absolutely through tool, throwing tools and saying, I'm staying up every night, all night to try to make this a great experience for somebody and just out of a sense of ob- obligation. And, and, and this isn't, oh, God, Mr. well, finish your point, Jeff. Okay. Was I was going to say, this isn't Chris. So I don't want people to read into this. Um, I was counseling an, another team that was having some difficulties and I, I got the sense that this whole 
the hole H O L E that this person dug um, to, to get into this situation was based on like in the beginning, it sounded cool to be the person in charge. And it's that, no, no, no. Like seriously, like, yeah, like I yeah. want it to be my way or the highway, but then they didn't realize that when you eliminate other people from the decision, you, you know, and this is leadership theory. You don't get as much help because you are the one making the decision. So you're the one with the responsibility. So you are the one who now has to carry a heavier burden and heavier burden sounds cool when you're deciding which turbo to put on. Again, we're not talking about Chris because None of us would know what for. I have no input on turbos. Yeah, um, but you know what I mean. It doesn't sound. Here's here's the answer: which turbo to put on? None. None. Yeah. None <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean. Like like when you're making the decisions, you're taking on that greater responsibility, and then you realize that the work is larger than you expect, and then you end up managing more emotions and feelings and work than you expected. So and again, so uh, the the person that we reached. Yeah, he, 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 he had burned out and he's back to it. And I, I, I asked him to point a question about balance. And uh, one of the things is he, he answered, my first thought is balance is the foremost amount of effort I'm willing to invest. You know, the, like most people that do this, none of us are independently wealthy, full-time job, family. And uh, knowing that his work suffers when he's going full tilt into this. But what the contributing factor of the burnout was is he was pulling all nighters because he was trying to be a commodity that people would be willing to hire. So he was providing a seat for people that were paying money and there was a sense of obligation there. And it was, it, the buck did stop there and unwilling to hand that off. It was a, a, a point of personal pride when the car broke. And so they would, they would end up overextending themselves. And now they found a balance of, I've got this group of people that'll pay for a seat. When the car breaks, they understand that the car breaks. And then also just, I just buy seats in other people's cars where I don't have to worry about as much. And, you know, Chris has mentioned before that he only likes to have people that have built or, um, you know, contributed cars because they're a lot more respectful of his efforts. Best teams ever are people who have their own teams. It's amazing. <laughs> Every time I'm on one of those teams, we're like tripping over each other. Stuff to is do getting stuff. done. Right. Like, like, oh, I'm going to go over and, and rotate those tires. I get over. Oh, well, someone's already, already doing that. All right. Like, you know. It, help with dinner? Nope. Already done. Are, yeah, already. Right. Exactly. Those are clean the up teams the, are Clean up these tools? Nope. They're pretty good. Already yeah. done. And, and we've talked about, we've really defended ourselves from some of this burnout but we've dealt with it we've had ups yeah. and downs and, oh yeah you know and i think chrissy's going to bring up the z i am right, right now so let's let's I'm, do it right I'm now opening let's, the let's, door let's okay. finish this topic oh, first is fine. Like, and i think every one of these we need to talk about solutions mm -hmm. because this is not Love a complaining that. thing this is solutions. so how do you avoid the one or two people doing too much work and getting burned out is you have to stop and focus on the priorities and if you can't get to the other stuff, you can't get to the other stuff. Or you ask people for help. And you, you, you know, these are your teammates. You're supposed to be able to work together with them. But if you and, can't get it done, say so. And communicate clearly what your expectations are. Right. Um, the, the team that I was counseling before, you know, it, it was obvious that the communication was not presented correctly. And if you don't ask correctly, you don't get the right answer. And then you assume that you got to take, you know, it, it, it becomes a terrible downward spiral of personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. But you've yeah. got to say something. And, you know, if you talk to your teammates and you say, I just can't get this one done or I can't do this one done without help, no one's really going to be all that butthurt. They, and if they are, you don't want them. Yeah. You don't want them. Get rid of them. So there you go. Know your limits and, and you know, spread the load around and ask for help. Communicate. Ask for help, There's yeah. a solution. Communicate. Cool. Love that. Yeah. And asking for help is usually uh, hard for a lot of people. So finding, figuring it out, I think identifying it is half the, half the issue. If you're that, that person and it's stressing out too much. Okay. Well, let's move on to the next uh, idea and, and provide some solutions for it. Too much work to do in a given time frame. So I could not go, I was not really just going to make this green, but I just decided I was going to type in it. Uh, let's talk about the Z for a second. Um, this is a project, uh, we're just going to talk about it, but that's how it's going to be. A project needs to get done, uh, and it's such a big project, and it's easier to neglect. This is Jeff. I'm you know, pointing, pointing right at you. Um, where we know that their car has potential, we're all excited about it, and uh, there are just so many barriers that are getting to making it race ready. And, uh, and I feel like there's another couple topics, as we're going to talk about later, that fit into this project. Um, and I... I th well, I mean, so the solution is we need, you need a real realistic time frame. There, Jeff does not work well unless there is a time frame. Like Chris will get stuff done because he wants it out of the house, get it ready, get it done now, and be done with it. Jeff needs to say, this has to be done by September 1st or, or else, or there is a problem. How can we help you get this, get this project done? I could we don't wrong, have to make I'm... this completely about Jeff, but this is a like, this Fine. is not a let's let's pick on Jeff. This is an yeah, example, yeah. though. No, um, but sure, okay. Plenty of people yeah. need a time frame to get things done, and if you don't have the time frame, and figure out that somebody works better with a time frame, you say, "How can I help you to get to this to get the goal done, so it gets done on time?" And delegate. Yes, mental. I would argue as much as the Z is an example of that. And that is actually a good thing too. It's also an example of the opposite side where uh, Jeff's like, guys, I don't have the skill set for this or this isn't going to work or we're going to have to go a different plan with that engine. And I know I have not in a non-joking manner. I've accepted that once we got the cage and the Z and the motor was still ticking after we did all that stuff on that work weekend, I just accepted the Z is a long-term project. It's just, <laughs> and, and not, you know, the, the boat you guys built in a couple of weeks, but understanding the level that we wanted to compete at, you could do it fast or you could do it right. And I mentally accepted last year that the Z was just going to be something that's going to happen down the road. And I don't think anybody saw the Rona coming. Otherwise I would have invested a whole lot better. We'd all be running IMSA right now. <laughs> How do you make money during the Rona? Yeah. Well, all no, the Zoom stock you can. All the Zoom stock. Right, right. Absolutely. But it crashed the other day. So, yeah, and we're, we're talking about uh, solutions here. And I could say that absolutely. Hi, Jen. Is, they're, they're saying hi to you, Jen. They're waving at you. She's waving back as she looks at her desk. Um, so, anyway, the, the Z project, you know, I communicated, communicated extremely early on in the Rona. Yeah, this can't get done with just me because yeah, I can't, absolutely. I can't physically sling the motors and all those other, you know, like I can work on a motor when it's in the right place, but 
I need work weekends. And as soon as the Rona happened, that kind of got pushed off. But anyway, um, so yeah, communicate, delegate. This is absolutely important. I told Chris from the very beginning, these are the things that I will be able to do and the things that I won't be able to do. So, you know, if, you know, if the project is too much work, again, the solution is talk, delegate, communicate. That yep. leads right us right into the next one. We're all A typers to various levels. There there are B type personalities inside our low community of A type personalities. But if you race a car, you're you're an A type, and there is a huge tendency across the board to bite off more than you can chew and have completely unrealistic expectations about how you're going to do this. Uh, every now and again, I, I haven't done it this year, but I, I still go do the supercar experience. And there's a, an experienced instructor who's done a lot of track days. And he says constantly, you know, if all of his instructors decided to go lemons racing, we would totally win. And I quit being polite about it. I just, I just point and laugh at him. I'm like, I don't think you understand, buddy. Uh, it ain't, it ain't, it's so much more than that. Um, Chrissy says this constantly and no one listens. Well, none of the new teams listen, all the old teams get it. There are no scouts in the stands. All right, you're not getting a pro contract out of this, no matter how good you are. So if you view this hobby at any level, not just limits, champ, AR, WRL, all that stuff, if you view this as your ticket to a pro ride, you just, just stop. Just stop right now because you're not getting it. Lemon started this whole thing 15 years ago, and all the other series are offshoots. Yeah. Took that formula and, and made it to their particular demographic. Lots of rules, not a lot of rules. High-end cars, not high-end cars, however you want to do it. Um, so this all started about 15 years ago. So the total number of folks that have started in amateur endurance racing and gotten a pro ride, let me, let me count all this up. Oh, it's literally no one ever. Now, there's plenty of pro drivers that come back and do this stuff. And oh, 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 can I say something real quick? No, oh, God. <laughs> Why do the pro drivers say that they come oh because they love the it's it's relaxed competition and it's they don't have to fun. <laughs> that's it an excellent fun. point yes yeah, they, they've they've realized that they can relax let their hair done down and have a blast yes absolutely and so you then you get these and and there's there's still a couple teams that compete in the series, and surprise, surprise, they rarely finish, much less top 10, but they get to, well, if I do something, I do it all the way. All right, yeah, that's great, buddy. Um, you're Accept this reality. You're not going to win a race your first race. You're not going to win overall your first year. Just not. Pure data analysis. That's not ego. That's data. You look at every team across the board in every series that does well. In our series, um, us, Save the Tatas, Amanda, uh, the, the, the Momrath team, um, uh, the Lemonade Racing. Who else am I missing? Cerveza. Cerveza. Eyesore. Eyesore. These are teams that have been at it five to ten years. They have got their interpersonal communications down. Their vehicles are refined. Um, you know, Save the Tatas mm -hmm. has a couple of former pro drivers in there. You you look into the other series, uh, your WRLs, uh, Rocksteady Racing. These are uh, uh, 
you know, the boring teams like Casey Carden and Matt Connolly Motorsports. These are organizations that have been together. And while those last two are pay for seat organizations, they have a very limited roster of people that they will accept because they have integrated into their organization and they have found the right combination of mechanics that keep those cars running up front. And it is, did not happen in a year. It did not happen in five years. This is an extended personality and organizational development. So if you're bummed now uh, because you're not getting what you want out of this hobby, do you even really know what you want out of this hobby? Oh, I'm going to go racing because it'll be fun. Oh, this sucks because I didn't win. Those are contradictory statements. And you've got to kind of organize your thoughts. Do you know what you want? And is that a realistic expectation? And if your goal is to have fun, you can't get all red misty when you get past. If your goal is to win, then you can't stay up drinking all night having fun. Uh, and I, I do want to mention this because it kind of crawled in the back of my head. Um, no hot tub and a start at noon. And we won our first race. I just, I don't know if that's coincidence or if I'm just looking for that. <laughs> no, not all coincidence. <laughs> no, but I mean, there, there was the point where we talked about needing to get more serious. Mm-hmm. And we decided... And you poured the moonshine on the ground. Uh, yeah, I think there's a, that too. I think it's, I it's mean, wanting though, not needing. Yeah, wanting it's, to it's, be. it's now, what did we say? Thank God we can party again. Because we were stressing ourselves with the need to perform and maybe I missing the checkered out flag. We were stressed. Okay, all right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So go on. We, there's, there's more here to a bigger yeah. project. Yeah, I want to go a completely different direction on this thing. Yeah, go ahead everyone's first wacky motor swap is this everyone's unless you are a super fabricator yeah yeah yeah. i don't care unless you're you know jesse combs and even then her first wacky motor swap over probably was like this yeah right so i I can give several examples from this group staring at us mental dots and truck and bmw parts right absolutely right in, in uh, underestimated how much my regular job was going to take for me at that time. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Um, the, the, just for me, the, the, you know, the, you know, the, even the case swap in the civic, that was, you know, a known thing, but took a, that was a big project, right? Took a lot to do. With a lot um, of lessons learned from the turbo. Right. Path. Yeah. You know, Jeff, the, 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 the Z swap right now, boom, big project. It's a lot, you know, and, and we, I can, think off the top of my head several other people that i know who have decided i'm gonna do a wacky engine swap because this engine sounds great how hard can it be and the car sits in a corner that maybe there's engine mounts and that's where it stops kind of yeah yeah i mean we've talked about garage heroes they they've they've had their um their uh what the heck is i was that trying not, not to name them the, 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 the four the capri thank you the capri, no, they've yeah. said they've said on their show that they have that they are no longer pursuing the, the capri swap yeah, it's just so, not at least not for a couple of years. It's just not the right time. It's it's too big a project. It's over their heads. It's more than they can chew. So it it happens. Um, you know, it seems like a great idea, whether it was a an alcohol fueled time <laughs> or, or a, a lack of knowledge of really what goes into it, um, or just over enthusiastic. All these things happen. At some point, you got to call it. You know, it's the, the sunk cost fallacy. Yeah, some, <laughs> Sometimes you just got to realize that's not the right way and find a different answer Yeah. before you get too far down and burn out in a project and end up in wiring spaghetti hell. And then you never get to go <laughs> racing 
where if you just given it up, sold the parts, bought something else that was simpler, yes. now you'd be racing instead of poking your eyes out with your multimeter. So, yeah. Wow. Love that. <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah. Uh, what, but, and, and I, I want to hear Chrissy's input on this one. Uh, we've got some other stuff. So, um, unsupportive other life, negative impacts to the other life. Like, no one's doing this professionally. And when it starts to infect, yeah, say when it starts to affect your job, then it's ultimately going to affect your racing because you're going to lose your job. But realistically, the thing it'll affect long before it affects your job is your personal relationships, your, your, both your racing and your non-racing relationships. If, if you're over your head and not wanting to admit it or you're not communicating to your teammates that you feel like you're the only one doing the work, uh, you know, you're, you're going to get angry and snippy and, and your work is going to suffer on that one and your, your significant other or your children or your parents or whatever would be like, I don't, I don't even know who you are. You're always in the garage and you, you've, you've got to find that balance and the balance for Chris and the balance for Chrissy and the balance for Jeff, the balance for me is it's, it's all different and it changes from day to day. But I feel like we've got a pretty good handle on balance as far as, you know, I, I know when I'm over my head now, I'll still, I'll stay there a little bit like, no, this sucks. I'm going back to the shallow end where I was comfortable before. Um, but Chris, like, uh, you know, the, one of the definitions of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And that's and, coming up next. Don't worry. Okay. So, we're, but yeah, we're, we're just getting the, to that, but yeah, it, beating it, your head against the wall over failures. Yeah. But even before, to, to finish up the last one, like if you've got, you know, say your, your spouse, your kids, like they, they, they're being negatively impacted by this or they just completely don't support it and say, whatever, I don't really like you doing that that's going to lead to burnout quickly. And so either mm. you have to just communicate with them about the, why this is important to you and then talk about finding a balance for what is the right amount of time that you can give to this thing that you're passionate about and have, you know, not have your house falling down or, you know, your toenails growing too long because you're not even bathing or like whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, that's a negative impact or like your children be like, who is that man? You know, um, <laughs> You, when, the, uh, when, the hotel, when the hotel lobby clerk tells you that you can have that breakfast, but you're not allowed to stay there anymore because they think you're homeless and not a, an actual guest staying there. Maybe that's, you know, right. to consider. <laughs> exactly. So th there's your solution to that. You, again, once again, it comes down to communication. All right. So then, like Mental said, definition of insanity is doing the same thing repeatedly and expressing a different answer. This is the beating your head against the wall failure of burnout. You're just, you just keep trying and it just doesn't work. And you just keep trying and you do the same thing again, thinking I'll do it better this time. And you do. And then it works and then it doesn't. And this was like where we were with the turbo Honda. It was amazing. And then it blew For up. For a very short time. No, like we get had, like, we'd we get like a race and a half or two races two. out of it. I mean, compared to so 10 good. races on the motor before it. But it was long right. enough for us to feel like there was success. So yeah. you're like, oh, okay, this is working. Oh, wait, and then it's not. Right. Like we came in second at that one race in, in Thompson with a turbo with the turbo car. And, you know, it, it like it works and then it doesn't. And it works and it doesn't. And you're you're driving yourself crazy. Like I, I wasted so much time porting cylinder heads and building motors to like for half a summer that like I could have been going hiking or out in the Doing boat a, or, or spending time with your wife. Well, you were, 
kind of there Egan some of the times. Right now is Chris Egan right now is listening, going that Z, that Turbo Dodge. It was, it was. I mean, this is really you know, and he has well documented this in many discussions. Yeah, it it was great fun for the fleeting times that it worked. Yeah, and, and then the rest of the time he's fighting that stupid chrysler lump yeah and he has made the decision that he would rather race and have fun with his family i mean his father his sister all these other people are driving with him so he got a boring sob it's actually pretty cool i'm gonna say it was his dad's car he bought new exactly (laughs) a big old sob wagon and man that thing just moves around the track again and again and again and they all get so much more seat time that they've made the decision that that is a better way to race. Yeah. And even like it, we all had to have the discussion when that turbo motor blew up on the dyno of, <laughs> I'm not, of, I'm not going to do this again. Like it, this is not working. We gave it a shot. We gave it our best effort. It's not working long-term enough. Yeah. It's fun when it works, but I'm, I'm we're not going to keep doing this because it was, it was burning me out. to keep, Also keep doing that. running out of parts. So well, that too. That yeah, was yeah. it. That, that was a thing, and that's part of it. Like if you can't get the parts to port them and spend eight million hours on them fixing them to the way that you want, then you can't. It does not helping anybody. Either. Yeah. So in that case, at some point, you've got to call it. You need to recognize that it's not working and go a different direction. Even if you're so far down that rabbit hole, which I was, you, it's not going to work. You have to stop. Forget the sunk cost. It's over. You tried it. It didn't work. It's like with the, the motor swap you, you're trying to do and you're too far in. You got to stop even though you're deep in because it's not going to give you this, the end result you're looking for. And I, I, I would submit also that the wise thing to do before you try wacky swap or, you know, massive upgrade, whatever, you know, that big decision is, is you establish the line before you get down that hole. Like if by, by point a X doesn't happen, then I'm going to go in a different direction, but none of us do that because it's, it's insidious. But when you recognize that you're chasing you know, the dragon down that hole, you need to go ahead and set that line. All right, I'm going to give this exactly this many more chances. And when you get to those chances, walk away. That just sounds more. so just good. More. Yeah. I just don't feel just like that's more. reasonable though. Because of the sunk cost fallacy, exactly what yeah. Chris said. Yeah. You, you feel it's, like you got to chase it. The tail, it's like with gamblers too. The it's, tail is right there. I, can I just need one more, it. right. One more hand or uh, one more roulette roll. Like it's, uh-huh. it's going to work it's this time. It's coming right. to work. Yeah, exactly. You know, or I just need to send away to Germany for this, you know, no longer manufactured throttle body. That is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So at some point you got to know when to call it. Cause it's not going to, it's not actually getting you to where you need to be. So if it's not making progress toward your goal, stop it. And I want to go okay. back to our, our guest. Uh, Cause I asked him what, what brought you back? Uh, you know, you were, done hey hated racing and everything there was to do with it and uh, he's looking at all the social media and all his friends are doing track days and autocrossing and just remembering the joy when they first started getting into this hobby and if you're chasing an engine swap or a transmission swap or some sort of impossible mechanical thing you're not doing the thing that you got into this sport to do which is drive mm, yeah interesting chrissy you have a story here 
Um, it's not a story. It's just more of I've been trying to uh, come up with what I find is burnout, and and I kept feeling like I am burnout, um, and I'm I'm kind of happy to hear that it sounds like I'm not the only one. Uh, but I, when I'm reading uh, Jeff's message of overload burnout, I like people work harder and ever more frantically in search of success, and I feel like that's what we've done with to try to win. And, and we won. And I I thought when we weren't going to win, I was like, if we're number two, is that enough? And do we want to keep doing this? And I feel like I, I think I'm burnt out. And so like, you know, we're talking about going to CMT, CMP, we're going to CMP. And I was like, I don't really want to. Again, jump. I'm the only jerk off who's got to go to work and can't well, get to CMP. But I, but I was like, I don't want to. You have to take Friday off, this Jeff. This is Jeff whining. No, actually, I have to take two weeks off if I travel to a state that's uh, on the list. Don't mm. tell them. Don't tell um, them. Right? Okay. So, but I was like, I, I'm not going. When we go to CMP, I'm not driving. I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to drive right now. Like we did it once. I'm good. And I like, I just feel like I need a break. And I don't know what racing, casual racing with friends is like, because even when we weren't going to win, we were trying to do well enough. Like we were happy when we were in seventh or second, like Hamsa, when we were in Barber, uh, we were racing Barber. Um, Hamsa was like, we were looking at the board. And the one time that I was, when I was racing, I was in second and I didn't know and they wouldn't tell me until I looked up at the board and I could see because they, Barber has a huge tower right in the middle of it and tells you what place you're in. Uh, and then it's at some point I was going around and it said I was in first. And so it's, it's one of those, that's the high you're like, Oh, we're doing really well. Well, let's keep up with it. Of course, Hams is good at level setting us and saying, "Stop it! You're not supposed to be winning. Stop Slow it. down." Um, but it's things like that, it's things like that that you're just like, "Well, if you're doing well enough, let's try to win." And then you just keep kind of getting back to that because you're racing and you're racing to win. So it's one of those like, if you don't play, you're at the bottom and you don't really care. But I forget what that's like. So I uh, I feel like I'm the definition of this burnout, and I don't think it'll last long. But it's one of those you know, hit the high, live there for a while, try to picture yeah. what life is like after. I think a couple races of casual racing with friends and we're going to find ourselves in like fourth. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it'll turn on again. Uh, I, I have, you know, we can push this a little bit. Yeah. But I, I want to say that you can be burnt out in, in lemons or racing or whatever, not just trying to win. You could be, you can burn out trying to build something crazier, trying to party harder, trying to get to too many races, trying to bring too many cars. Like we keep talking about winning because that's our current mode of maybe burnout, but it can be so many other things. Getting that Daytona, Shelby Daytona to survive a race could be the mountain that you're trying to surmount. Getting all of your friends to show up with lunch. I have I am so over no, that. No, but, but, <laughs> but I'm saying we happen to be talking about winning, but you yes. could be burned yeah. out for many different stressors. You're absolutely right. And and this is what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna turn it on then to everyone talking about recovery. It's the stressors that cause the burnout. It's not the project. It's not the win. It's not the, it's, it's whatever stressor is getting in the way of you pursuing it as the passion. 
and it could be the money or it could be the the significant other who says what do you mean you're racing again it could be that the car won't run it could be that you keep coming in second there is a stressor that is causing the burnout and i'll just pass it there and say mental you want to say something and then i want to get on to recovery Muhammad Ali said it's not the mountain that gets you to stop climbing. It's the pebble in your shoe. Yeah. The blister. <laughs> <laughs> or ten. <Back> blisters. <laughs> blister. So how do you combat it? How do you recover from it? If you find yourself going down the whole open forum, who wants to say something? I'll, I'll throw this out there. We've mentioned it before and it'll come back to this balance. It's supposed to be fun. If you're not having fun, what are you doing? You're, you're not getting a pro ride. This is not a ticket to a different life. This is supposed to be an outlet. And this, this is the same if you're a racer, golfer, you know, you play in church league basketball. If you've gotten so competitive or so dependent upon something that you're not having fun anymore, you, you've really got to pull back and reexamine that. Examine what you're putting in versus what you're getting out. we I, I won't go it again, but the, I, I had the too many races, too much money racing burnout and I'm at a race and the car broke again and I'm losing my mind. And Chris and Chrissy are laughing their heads off about something else. And then having fun was irritating me until it finally just popped that fuse in my brain and went back to, Oh yeah, this is funny. And I, I did get to wrap up that weekend by saying, Hey, hold my beer while I go drive this and uh, you know, pull the car up on a trailer. But Yeah. Balance. Uh, We've already talked about goals. We've talked about realistic goals. So we don't need to really go down that path. The goal should be having fun before the goal is winning or surviving or winning that IOE. What do you define as fun? You, you've got to define. Well, it, it, well that's why I was going to get to it. Thank you. Mental. You want to, do you want to continue? Or do you want me to go for it? No, no, no. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. sorry. So you have to define what your plan is. And stick to the fun. If the fun is drinking with your friends and wrenching on the car, by the way, I love wrenching. (laughs) Chris says, realistically, I only wrench so I can drive. When our car is running and someone else's isn't, I go over and I wrench because that's like the tinkerer in me. Knee pads. Yeah. So, like, if the car runs all the time, I might not enjoy it. So know where your passion is, know how to get enough of that passion, even if it's sitting in the hot tub and drinking with your friends and it just happens to be car adjacent, even if it's the costumes. I mean, how many people do we know who are like, costume, you know, like they, they spend more time on their theme than they do on the car. That's great. That is a great way to enjoy the races. Do it. Uh, let's see here. Totally. What else do I want to say? Uh, budget, resource, time, develop, organize. Uh, these are all just, you figure out what the stressor is and you remove it. If it's the people you're with, change the people you're with. If it's the attitude of the people with, but you love them, help change their attitude. If you can't find your freaking wrench, you got to learn to organize before you get to the track. Or buy uh, like a six pack of 10 millimeter wrenches and you yeah. always will be able to find one because they're littered everywhere. Like, Johnny Appleseed. If you find yourself thrashing 
the day before every single race and not being having enough sleep before you get there because your car wasn't done, then you need to plan further out. None of this is rocket science. You find what is causing the stressor and you attack the stressor. And don't be afraid to do it because people will get, get worried. Oh, well, I don't want to disappoint this person. I don't want to you know, you let this person down. I don't, oh, I don't, whatever it is, it's not worth it in the long term. It's really not. Whatever it is that you're worried about, address it. And, you know, it'll be okay, but you'll be better for it and you can keep going and you'll enjoy this thing you're doing. And the people that you're worried about, they can either figure it out, do something else, or or they'll at least appreciate that you're enjoying it. Right. I do want to say on the the equipment, um, don't think of what you need. In fact, think of what you don't need. Uh, There's a lot we all fall into the hole of, oh, well, if I, I need this, I need this, I need this additional piece of equipment, and then everything will go simple. Start looking at what you can do without because you know, very quickly your support can become a stressor. Oh, my God, I didn't bring my third spare rear end. That's why we lost. If you're going through three rear ends, the problem is not the rear ends. The problem is you guys, <laughs> the problem is something the else is spare parts. Yeah, something yeah, something else is breaking that. But start start realistically looking at what you can do without. Uh, Chris and Chrissy have done a just a, an amazing job of minimizing their footprint at the racetrack while maximizing their capabilities. You know, and there's been big purchases, but those purchases have been researched and thought out and they will meet these qualifications before we will consider them. And this is the price that we're looking into. Uh, if you've never seen Chrissy pack the Suburban, it, it will put the- it's very efficient. It's it will like put the world- stage. Yeah, exactly. It will put doesn't need to be in. now, now that I have my, my fancy trailer that can take more of my junk. Which but, is also still yes. hideously organized. Jeff and I don't put things in the car. We just, to the trailer, we just bring them to the trailer and then we leave them there because yes. there's a spot for all of it. Please just do that. Yeah. Less, just bring less crap. Yeah. I, I, when we had the boat and we were doing track walks on bikes, it would take me an hour just to load all the bikes. <laughs> But it was so good. Well, no, but you had a Tetris for the bike. Absolutely, absolutely. You, you knew exactly where every part went in the where the we, bikes hang, where the wheels yeah. go. You had a whole plan. It was an open trailer, so yeah, exactly. all, that's all you could do. It's, it's why you have a pickup as a as a race car because you put stuff in it. Uh, but we were focused on oh, I got to bring all the bikes so everyone. No, no, no. We could walk the track. And sure, was the bikes fun? Yes. What I love to throw in now, a- I can, now I can carry my drink with me. Yeah, I mean, but you, sometimes you focus on the wrong things. Just like Mental was saying, sometimes you think you need three different differentials and rear ends, and that stresses you. Hamsa does not find that as a stressor. He, you know, like, and this is where I'm saying it is a personal decision to what is important to you. And Hamsa loves to organize and loves to label stuff and loves to know where every single little bit boop is. And that is his comfort zone. And label it wrong on purpose. (laughs) I don't care about that. I throw everything at the last second because I don't know where it is because that's the way that I don't get stressed. Jeff, where's this thing? Hang on. Hang on. Arm deep in a bucket. (laughs) And all of a sudden, there it is. There it is. There it is. Yes. But, but what I'm saying, this is all personal. 
we can tell you how to run a team, but only you can intrinsically look in yourself and figure out what that stressor is. Yeah. There's some other stuff that I think is important here. So like time management and satisfaction and relationships. I, I think it's important for, for us to hit it, but I don't go know. For it. Okay. Uh, go for it. We'll, go, we'll hit the high points. And if we have stuff to say, we yeah, go at it. I don't think we need to say all of it, but relationships. We have said this before. If racing stopped tomorrow, I would still hang out with all of these people. It's about the people who happen to be adjacent to the cars, who happen to be competing on a racetrack for silly trophies and nickels. It's not the race that makes me like these people. It's not the experience that makes me love these people. It's the people. So if you're not having a good time with the people, if you're not having good relationships, if you're just surrounding yourself by hot shoes who like are going to drive the car real fast, you're, you're in the wrong series. Or sport, even. Or sport. Because endurance racing is not that. Go to the SCCA and race sprint races as fast as you can. Yeah. Time management. I love what, what Mental said before about, like, you know, the, the, the life of your life sometimes gets in the way. Uh, the entire Betty team did not come to Connecticut because they had floods at mother's houses and, you know, jobs that are like work on telephone poles and, you know, all of these things that were way more important than winning a silly race. And if you got to take care of your family and you got to tell your five friends, hey, look, I'm out this time. Do it because that stressor can't be brought into the race. Uh, yeah. Who do you want to be? Where do you want to be? I think I've seen, uh, again, I've counseled other teams in this. Sometimes the team doesn't agree with what they want to be. If you want to be fast, be on a fast team. If you want to be fun, be on a fun team. If you want to be in great costumes, be on a great costume team. If you're on and the if wrong you get team, one, if you get one person who's saying, Oh, overall or nothing. And the other person going, IOE, IOE, IOE. Right. right. And another person going, you know, I don't want to wrench on anything. I just want to sit here, drive for eat a shift, chips. and chill and eat chips. This team is not going to work. No. Yeah. And I, I, would, I would offer, if you don't know the answer to that question, try all of them. Try the uh, – I love racing with the Inglorious Bastards, and they've had some fast cars. Right now they've got two of the most unreliable Miatas, I think, in the series. And – when invariably both of them break and I know that they're going to fix them in the off season and both of them break. They're all like, yeah, all right, we gave it a shot. What's for dinner. And, uh, and then we sit around and drink bourbon. And as Jerry loves to say, we start drinking and telling lies. And that is the highlight of the weekend for me is us sitting around a broken car, just laughing so hard that our stomachs hurt, you know, and it's, it's, and then we having uh, gone with, you know, hot shoe teams and IOE teams, you know, Dip your toe in all those pools. You'll find out where you belong. And even after that, maybe still reset every now and again and go with something completely different to if for no other reason to remind you what it is you want. Yeah, we've tried all them things. And all those things are the right goals at the time, too. That doesn't mean the goal continues. You can be the same group of people trying a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, we've, yeah, we had we've a, done all of those things. Absolutely. And we had a heart-to-heart -to -heart together about what it would take to chase the win. Mm -hmm. And what did it mean? It meant no longer chasing and building an IOE. 
and we took many years off. How long has it been since we've had an IOE car? How long have, is it? It's a Citroen. A Citroen. <sighs> Shit. Yeah, Painted myself in that corner. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure did. I mean, but we loved our IOE. <laughs> but I we, think we actually, we were absolutely. getting a little burned out on the IOE's car. I we were think so too. And driving. So we got was, away from that. We yeah. went to this. And, and now, now we did like, this, and now we're going to do something else. And I, right. I don't know, was it, was it, um, did we make that plan? Or did we just kind of just like, the Citroën still lives in the garage. We're just like, yeah, you just go over there. I don't know that this was a conscious thought. Oh, no, I remember the discussion. Oh, yeah. Win. Okay. No, we, we, oh, yeah. Thought, yeah. It was on one of our New Year's goals episodes, and Chris yeah. leans I, back, and he crosses his arms and goes, I would like an overall. I think we, we talked about it in went, Atlantic City. Yeah, so we don't have. Oh this. wait, I don't remember. <laughs> Chrissy but. might not have been together enough to remember that. I was sleeping in a well, chair. Well, it's the only thing we didn't have, so that's why it was our goal. Yeah. All Chris, right. All right. All right. Go for it. So, anyway, who else has anything on this topic? Go on. I think now, we've covered a lot. Uh, yeah, I like I like the, the way you put it, Jeff. Find your stressor and remove it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if it's a two point two liter turbo Dodge, and even if it's painful to remove the stressor. It's less painful than the long run. Pull the Band-Aid off. Do it. Love yeah. that. Pop the blister. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Or, or don't. Communicate. Actually, I've learned. Sometimes no. you don't pop them. <laughs> Leave them. Yes. Some of them. Or at least, take, at least take the boots off that are causing the blister. Yes. Oh, that, that <laughs> happened every time we stopped. Yeah. Take your shoes off. What are we doing tonight? Is it just the... Yep. You bet it, it is. It is. And, and this time, su- surprise, Chris is giving you just the tip. It's just the tip. You know, I was, we're, Chris and I were sitting around trying to figure out what to do for just the tip tonight. And I was thinking, oh, we just got a new generator today. Um, and all these hurricanes are hitting the south. They're going to need some generators. And all of the northeast just got, you know, the, the tropical storm that knocked power out to all of Connecticut. So they didn't have any food in the grocery stores. They're, they all had generators, right? Let's think about some generator safety. We've got hurricanes, derechos. We've got sketchy track power at CMP. Oh, I that's sketchy. I love, right? I love that you put that in there. <laughs> right. I mean, there's all these reasons we need generators. And enough people are stupid enough. They're going to hurt themselves. Don't get hurt in your rush to try to get your Netflix back on again quickly. There's little things you can do. Like, don't run your generator inside, especially in an enclosed space where you are. Like, this seems simple, but just don't do that. Put it outside, all right? Especially, like, the exhaust. Point that away. (laughs) Point the exhaust away. that's a gas motor, everybody. Right. Or diesel motor, I guess. Yep. Uh, Or natural gas or propane, potentially. Whatever. It's burning dead dinos somehow. Whatever it it puts out, you can't breathe. You don't breathe it, right? This is not a hydrogen generator putting out water. (laughs) Next, keep it dry. You know, especially if you're going to be touching it. It might rain, put a tarp over it or something. See what you know, on a shelter, not just directly over it. That's not going to work in these events. But you know, see, see what you need to keep it dry. And, you know, don't like touch it with wet hands. Don't like stand in a puddle with wet soaking hands as you grab the cord to pull it out of there. That's a bad idea. Water and electricity don't really mix. Next, how you connect it to your house. There's a few things about this. Make sure that if 
you're connected right way, the right way. Ideally, you have a transfer switch on your panel that you plug in that was installed by a licensed electrician, blah, 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 blah. That's the best way. Do it that way if you can. Uh, or if you have a smaller generator, just connect stuff directly to it with quality extension cords. That's great. The thing you don't want to do is make a double-ended plug on your 220 circuit, plug one end into your generator and one end into your dryer receptacle because not only are you, you know, backfilling your house electricity, but if you don't shut off your panel, you are putting electricity out into the wires into the world. And that when some poor guy who's trying to get your power on and is in the rain at four o'clock in the morning, you know, just, he's going to touch that wire. And guess what? It's hot from your stupid generator. So make sure that if you're going to you know, connect your house to a generator that you shut off the breakers so it's not getting back out into the world because that's going to hurt somebody. Three days of no power in Hewitt. And I contemplated doing this. I had the switch panel apart and I had cut the end off of the power cord. And I thought better of it. I said, I shouldn't be doing this. And you listened, which is <laughs> to myself. And great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame. Like, wanna... you know, Bruce, Bruce is, is alignment. He, you know, he does cable company stuff, but still, he's up there. Can you imagine poor Bruce? He's up there trying to do his job. Well, he doesn't go up to the, the, you know, the younger guy he's, does. He sits the younger the guy does. Yeah. Right. But if that younger guy gets shocked, Bruce has got to go up now. And he's, he's got to do the, the accident report. You're right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> So, you know, these are real people. They have a real consequences from those kind of things. You think, well, how bad can it be? It is. Uh, and last, turn the generator off and let it cool a little bit before refueling because that's thing you want to do is splash some gas or gas vapors on that hot exhaust, you know, because the, especially the crappy generators, they don't have much for mufflers. It's just like a little little metal sheet metal box. And if you look at those at night, those things glow. Yeah. So, you know, it's hot. Don't pour your gas on there. You're going to catch fire and you're going to oh. have a bad time. I want to say a thing about the electrical cords. There was a thing, Jeff had it in the news. It was a, a, a lady who posted something on Facebook about, oh, don't buy these uh, extension or the jumper cables from Amazon. And they were like 10 gauge or, or like 12 gauge. Just They were like really thin. They were phone cords, basically, that they, they did jumper cables. If you are running a generator, power stuff at the track or your house uh, beforehand, I would suggest going to a welding supply store and getting a proper extension cord. I have two good 30 footers that I bought from welding supply actually for my welder, because the, um, when I had to run it off the wall outlet, I was getting a, a break in the amperage and it was affecting my welding. So you get a good proper thick, heavy extension cord. Like a nothing 10 would, gauge, eight yes. gauge, something like that. Yeah. Nothing you would get at Walmart. Yeah. Uh, so Chrissy would be glad to know that I have a propane house generator. Because is it clean and efficient, it is clean, efficient, and it has propane and propane accessories. Um, Taste the electricity, not the fuel. I bought it after, uh, after Sandy and after the storm after Sandy. And I will tell you that the best way to run a generator is buy a really nice one, and your power will never go out again. <laughs> I have never used that generator in a whole house power outage. Ever the four times I've run it has yeah. has been the annual. I should really run this for twenty minutes just to make sure it still works. We have a similar story. We do. 
Yeah, we have. We did the same thing. Uh, Well, we have uh, a generator at the Cape, which we bought here because there was a hurricane coming directly at the Cape House. We said, well, if they're without power and we don't want to lose all the stuff in the fridge, so we bought it and we've never used it. It's a big old 5,000 watt rattle trap. Make the whole house work kind of thing. But, you know, hell, damn if it doesn't work. Uh, yeah, the ha- we've never lost power at the Cape House since. Well, nope. hurricane. Nope, hurricanes but, go right at it and everything's fine. My br- my brother lost power at his house for a while, so he went over to the Cape House and borrowed it. And- <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, right. And then, of course, I had to drain the fuel and winterize it again. But, uh, you know, yeah, we leave it there because, you know, it makes my dad feel nice that in case the power goes out, he's got a way to get some power back on. But Well, oh, just well. to make sure that I never, ever lose power, I'm going to install a transfer switch. Because not only Even is it better. smart, but just guarantees that power is never going to go out absolutely this has been a great just a tip the 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 length of the podcast is greatly reduced now that you guys are back on and telling <laughs> us to shut up twice so, the host half the time <laughs> <laughs> so let's wrap it up by saying thank you for joining us on another great edition of everyone racers we hope you'll join us in the world of driving, racing, and building, because everyone can be a racer, even you. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, cl- click. Uh, I can't, there it is. Click that button over there. Um, it's totally free. Then go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Even if you hate us, give us five stars and tell us why. If you have any questions or show ideas, drop a comment on our Facebook page or our Instagram or, or in the comments of the YouTube, right, right comments below. Comments on the YouTube. We're going to do it all. Uh, if you want to join us and hang out and laugh along with us, join us on the Monday fun. <clears throat> There's a code. Yeah. Bubba. Yeah. It's Bubba's. Bubba. Anyway, uh, thanks again. And until next week, keep the shiny side up. Unless, like us, there is no shiny side, and then just keep the wheels down. What are you pointing at? I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep waiting till you stop pointing. Forty seconds, Jeff. I'm saying subscribe, favorite.